1: And now, live from Milburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake.
2: And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. All righty. Th- even Calvin will agree with me on this one. On a beautiful Saturday afternoon, we're here at Millburgers at 1604 and Bulverde Road. It's nice and uh, comfortable. In fact, it's it, so cold. I hate it when it gets cold uh, like this. He can find the so the <laughs> cloud and the cloud behind every silver lining. Calvin can find. No, it. I'll, I'll <laughs> take it. It's wonderful. No, I got up this morning, walked out the door, and it was like, what? It <laughs> you just blasted I, back in. No, no and hot. I, th- I yeah, think I went back in and got a sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, I think the high today is like seventy-eight, which is probably. Um, worse than, or just lower than the high or lower than the low on some of the other days that we've had last week. So, this is great. Oh, for sure, yeah.
3: Yeah, I started to call and ask, did you have just a say, heater to on. put out right. here?
2: Yeah, no no heater. no heater.
3: No heater?
2: Same dress. You'll be okay. What's that? Oh, that is cute. Yeah, so uh, come on out to Millburgers at 1604 on Bullverde Road. Ask a gardening question in person uh, or uh, call us at 210- 308 88
3: I think well, this is Mum Central. I think you may be right. And what? I, I like the fact... Mom, Mom Central. Mom Central. Did you see them walking in? The, the, the walkway of Mums. Oh, Mums. And I like them. I like them that way because they're just opening their buds. Let's see. What did I learn that...
4: Well, take I care. Think,
3: I think Trace told me that last year, uh, my neighbor got uh, some mums like that in that condition, and uh, put them in fr- her front yard, and they never opened. They never opened. I'd never seen them do that, and uh, I asked Trace about it, and he says, "Well, if they're in the shade." They never will. They won't open, right?
4: <laughs> well, there was.
3: Yeah, a, I, I never heard that.
4: Yeah, there was a. Uh, there's uh, there's stocks out there. Yeah, and they're just a few of them got buds on there. Uh huh. And there are gardeners out smelling the, the buds. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you could <laughs> you smell, you could smell buds, it. Yeah, right? you could get get a whiff of the fragrance just from the the buds, purple and white, magnet, really nice looking. Uh, Plants,
3: yeah. So remember, if you're going to get some of these chrysanthemums or mums, don't put them in the shade, because I can testify they will never open.
4: Now, even will they? But if they start opening, will they continue in the shade? No,
3: no. They'll just stop. It'll stop. Because <laughs> I was looking at my neighbors and. You know, I said, oh, this is going to be pretty when it opens. It was in a container in the front yard. And I watched and I watched <laughs> and they watched and they watched. And uh, lo and behold, <laughs> the plant actually died oh my with those tight buds. Huh? I, I had never heard of that. Well. But our man Trace has got that experience, you know.
4: What uh, killing plant hmm. mums?
5: Yeah, oh. if you notice, I don't have any mums. they are either in the shade. Yeah, yeah.
2: that's true. But
4: uh, <laughs> and the other the other thing that Trace has been talking about now, all those sent, uh, sentinel uh, snapdragons, those medium size, yeah, uh, really make great cut flowers. Uh, easy to grow. They're straight and um, disciplined. Uh, you know, I like my rockets, but the rockets are. Hard to manage compared to those Sentinels. So Sentinels are great. A lot of colors, too, Trace, huh?
5: There is, and there's more coming next week.
3: Ooh, oh, wow. And then yeah, every they're color all, you can. They're all on of. sale, right? Four for $5? The
5: Snapdragons are, yes. Huh? Snapdragons are, yes. Oh, okay. And okay. Snapdragons, dianthus and Marigolds.
3: Okay. Well. All right.
5: So. Yes, sir. Would you like to know something's coming next week? Yeah. It's going to excite Calvin?
2: Uh oh. <laughs> Hold on, let me think. It's not rutabaga transplants. It's
5: not rutabaga and it's not xenias.
2: <laughs>
5: huh.
3: Not xenias, Uh
2: oh. What you got? What you got? Cyclamen. Oh, oh my goodness. And oh. Primrose. You, you are cool, cruel, cruel, cruel. You're going to start calvin' out on cyclamen this early in the.
5: Wow, this is not really early. It's actually it's really a little not. late because uh, the weather finally just broke. Huh. Yeah, they, are you
2: ready for cyclamens?
4: No, I'm still debating about stocks and <laughs> snapdragons. Wait, uh, wait down, till he sees them, Milton. Yeah. He,
5: he won't be able to yeah. resist.
4: Yeah, he never can. <laughs> all the and all the vegetables, uh, but this weather makes you think. Wow, I need to get my uh, yeah. three of each kind of the of the uh, vegetable <clears throat> greens and yeah, and I see I seed those radishes and. You ready for the lettuce seedin le- yet, cherry
3: well, let's, let's let it uh, get a little cooler before that lettuce is gonna come up. I haven't
4: heard anybody that's had, has had anything germinate yet yeah. on the lettuce.
2: Can we plant our Crawford now? We were waiting till it cooled down a little bit.
3: Yeah, well, I'd still give it a little while. Okay, but, uh, but where could I get
2: a Halloween treat, one per family? Of Crawford Reseeding Lettuce
5: Trace. At Millburgers. What? One per household. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, okay. look
4: at there, this old man here. I hardly recognized him.
2: Oh, man, you're just mean. what you say, David? How are you? How are we going? Ah, be Bill? careful. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing today? Doing, doing good. good. Beautiful fall like uh-huh. day. I think wow. fall. Did you have a Aldous crowd? Have a crowd? Uh, we didn't have as excellent turnout, and Tracy and I are going to have a discussion about that. But we had a few people, and the people that were there got a good uh, educational experience you know, Jer- on turf grass. Yeah.
4: Jerry, it's been a while since he, we've given him any uh, lectures or uh set an example for him you know yeah he, he used to attract those big crowds and was, oh. i can't help but believe it was because of his experience <laughs> with us
0: maybe it was the cool weather scared people to come out <laughs> no but uh we covered turf grass and a lot of, uh, all the main topics and uh, as soon as i finished i heard a lot of uh, calls in the intercom 18612 18, so oh good. good good little crowd there so it's all good good all good. Uh, I have a
3: question for you. Do you remember <laughs> I was, I was re- doing uh, Calvin's memorial article on Z- on Xenia? Uh, and uh, I f- ran across uh, a huge uh, demonstration that we put on with Xenia's I think it was 2013.
0: Yes, and the backside of yeah, uh, Peterson. Peterson Nursery. You remember that? Yeah, I, I have some of the slides that I show uh, when I talk uh, about fall. Oh, okay. Fall zinnias and yeah. that, uh, uh, beautiful. We planted every flavor. And oh, we, yeah. And, uh, it's killer. Yeah, and uh, Dreamland's the winner. <laughs> Magellan and Dreamland. Dreamland is the winner. And then you got the Sahara provision with the little yeah. lily pot mm-hmm. type of. Uh, uh, zinnias. And I saw one yesterday at the Botanical Guard. It almost looks like a daisy with four or five different tones of orange and hmm. red cool. and yellow. I, don't, I need to find out what variety that is. But yeah, that Dreamland's the champion. Oh, okay, yeah. did
4: we. Dreamland. W- did Dreamland. we
0: d- do that as a superstar oh, yes. test? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did it. Xenia's uh, uh, not a superstar. Yes, sir. Is Yes, it? sir. Brent, Brent Pemberton, when he did all the. Trials in uh, Overton, and then oh, okay, okay. And uh, my
4: my favorite are the the yellow and the orange
0: this oh, time yeah. of day for the fall. Unbelievable! Ooh, they're spectacular. Make a nice cut flower, and the, yeah. if you want to attract uh butterflies too, oh yeah, yeah. Well, the butterflies love. They're mm, one of know. the
4: all star uh, pollinator. Yes, pollinator. they really
0: are. Cineas, they're really easy are.
4: to grow and attract. <laughs> so
0: I, I don't know if y'all have been on our list or uh, been out to the botanical garden. We um, did our morning tour with the uh, class 66 Master Garden interns out there. And Andrew LeBay is doing such a wonderful job as horticulture uh, director. His um, uh, Paul Cox's youngest son is working out there now. So it's good <laughs> to see <laughs> that. that. Right. I think he's 21, 22.
4: Just graduated from college. Yeah, he
0: just graduated, young fella. And uh, uh, the amount of uh, fall marigolds, merry mums mm-hmm. they have planted out there. And he said that's the theme this fall are the marigolds, merry mums. Yeah. And then uh, fall zinnias, spectacular. Okay, okay. And, I, and, cu- and, I couldn't remember whether that was ever made a yes, superstar sir. or not. And I then know the, we did a lot of good tests on it. The amount of Texas superstar plants that are out at the Botanical Garden is unbelievable. The gold star esperanza, the, the true firebush. I mean, we need to get back... And getting people focused on this firebush because there's a lot of imposters oh, good. that they're putting out there, but oh, they have the yeah. true firebush. Yeah, yeah. And then the Esperanza too. Uh, they're still having issues with this gold star, the imitators that are out there. You know, the straight upright growth with the yeah. elongated leaf, serrated leaf that blooms on the top. So that are being so, you think? Yeah, I think I think so. Being <laughs> so at some of these places, so trying to keep that vire bush true to type and this gold star and I think even now with some of these growers with this Mexican bird of paradise bring getting seedlings or seeds with plants that are this big you know tall and not compact yeah I think the top three super size we need to have some challenges with some of these growers I think well. So are you back in the game or what? <laughs> <Not> <laughs> well, uh, I don't Milton know either of you <laughs> Milton recognizes that gold star. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, hard to I, miss. I trained. You know, we want the best out there for the for the public to have success. And yeah. Even driving around town, you're seeing some of these rogue yeah. uh, superstar selections that are sold <laughs> under that name. And Well, the, the, know, the problem with fall... Evaluating Esperanzas
3: in the fall is that they all bloom in the fall. That's correct. Mm. Uh, but they're tall. They're usually tall yeah. and bloom right at the top. Mine.
0: Straight yeah. upright growth. Yeah. right. Yes, sir.
4: And mine are mine are blooming again. This, yeah. But the, the the blooms are small, like they like they were. you old fashioned. The old one. one. Yeah. But, the,
0: but the seedlings that some are unfortunate. Some as Gold Star. You can tell the ceiling is, is very serrated. The leaf and it's very oblong. It's it's much different leaf characteristic than the true clonal
3: super. Uh, yeah, yeah, super yeah.
0: So we have challenges, but we'll we'll, yeah. get, we'll fix it one of these years, right? <laughs> yeah. Well,
3: you know the original Esperanza that we put on the market was from Laredo. In Willie Gentry's backyard. The firebush. No, and Asp- the oh, the, go- oh, the Esperanza okay. too, and uh, it's uh, I think I think it was Paul Cox or somebody called used to call them, cab cabbage heads, cabbage heads, because they bloom in the fall only, and they they have at the very tips of a l- tall burrow
0: they have a big cluster of blooms.
2: Yeah, right at the top.
0: Almost like almost like fasciated. Yeah, right. right all yeah. fused, right? Yeah. 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 But,
2: uh, there was an example. Uh, t- we went to the NAMI walk today at the zoo. Okay. And they That's had,
0: so pretty over there, too, isn't yeah, it? But yeah, but they
2: had, it was, even I could tell, as the kids say.
0: Look at um, it. Again. There
2: was one Esperanza. They were next to each other. One was in full bloom. The other one, like, it was described yeah. exactly. Yeah. There was Straight nothing off, on right? except for foliage, yeah. Yeah. and then this big yellow pom pom yeah. yeah. ball at the yeah. top.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's all we could used to could have uh, before Gold Star. So but there's a, some
0: challenges we have, but the amount of superstars at that the, i think they have every superstar on that on the facility at the Santa Botanical Garden. It's a lot: of Duranta, Jimmy Duranta, and <laughs> full, full bloom, the plumbagos. Oh, I mean, yeah. Very nice, Gumfrinas, everything looking very beautiful. They're yep. doing a good job out there. Yeah.
2: very cool. Well, what's going on? What what what's going on with the uh, the master gardeners? With the uh
0: the interns are doing a great job trying to get them engaged and uh, helping out. We're in rebuild mode with the master gardeners coming up, coming off a government shutdown, and so we're trying to get that going. And the right, we're on the right. Direction, a lot of educational outreach. The amount of um, butterfly festivals for the month of October is like, you know, it's hard to say no to some of the events. Yeah. But we're, it's 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 fall is here. Falls yeah, there's a lot of good, a lot of good things are happening. So that's good. Cool. You know. uh, did uh, the children's garden get going this? Fall? Yeah, the the Phil Harberger is on Tuesday, and the one okay. at the Botanical Gardens Saturday. I, I walked it with the interns yesterday and and I, I pre-warned them because we gave them a Ruby Crush tomato and we gave the kids they planted it at the same time. Yeah. The kids are beating them with that Ruby Crush. I think Ruby Crush in the next 3 weeks are going to be a lot of a lot of tomatoes in 3 They're weeks good. of Ruby oh, Crush. Yeah. And then I said, uh, hopefully your broccoli that we gave you, the Green Magic broccoli looks like someone was bird hunting at the children's garden. Uh-oh. With the cabbage looper, so I, I thought they always came with holes in. No, no, they so do. They got they got to stay up on the looper <laughs> control a yeah. little bit better. You know, yeah. BT spinosad, alternate uh, surfactant, and all that. You know, and uh, so they they have a little challenge with the holes in the leaves. Unfortunately, well, yeah, that's okay. You well,
3: know,
4: some of the stuff, some of the retailers have. Some challenges with the holes and
3: the. In oh the, yeah. yeah, yeah. And That's a wa- and a wasp
0: can only eat so many caterpillars. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, right. what, uh, what is
4: what is happening on the state and the international master gardener conferences?
0: Good question, Calvin. We I mean we sponsored so we, we two in a, the old days. We got a uh, an email this week on the. inviting us to be presenters uh, via email for both the state, MasterGard, and the international, because Texas is hosting the international, and they're decided... um, The state has been three, four years online, and they want to continue that, and the international, they want to continue online. So that's where we're at on that. Online? Mm. Yeah, Yeah, and I'm kind of tired, but... I understand the numbers. It's extensions numbers, right? Yeah. They get more people, and it's more of a nominal fee doing it online because the way the economy is going on right now with travel and hotels and food, you're going to throw down at least $1,500 a person. Oh, Lord. Easy. Easy uh, if you do a live one. So I think that's what they want to do at this time. Hey, so
2: we got to take, take a break, David. Thank we you thank guys you so much. Uh, Lewis, don't go anywhere. You're up first right after this with Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9 30 a.m. The answer. And, whoops, uh, there we go. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Our phone number is 210 308 eighty eight sixty seven. We're live here at Millburgers amongst your gardening peers and families who have come out to the maze and the pumpkin patch and riding the terror train. All kinds of fun. Lewis is on the line now at 210-308-8867 Hi Lewis, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today?
1: Hey, good afternoon. Enjoying the show today. Thank you. What uh I'm just listening listen to see what the uh different opinions would be if there are top five winter color annuals. Winter flowers annuals.
2: Winter? Yep, top five color winter annuals, right?
4: Yeah, we got uh, it. I, well okay. we probably got each of us got one. I I'll take s- Snapdragon stocks, um, Calandula, I think so and uh Top five what annuals? Oh, sweet peas. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sweet peas. And what about dianthus or yeah, dianthus is a pretty good one too.
2: Alyssum. Yeah, That's Alyssum six. is good. I think we've given you six now.
1: But, <laughs> but we uh, we
4: also neglected to give you two of the most spectacular, which are the shade lovers. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Cycleman and, uh huh. Cyclamen, and primula, they're unbelievable. What was the last one? Primula. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we? we there's another s- simpler name for pr- primula. Um, the wind. Uh, so shade lover. Winter. Winter. Um,
2: well, anyway, that's yeah. uh,
4: prim, primula is what I call them.
1: So. Okay. Okay.
2: You don't have deer, do you?
1: No. No. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if that freezer. made a difference.
2: No. So what? What do you? What were you? What are your top five, or just what are some of the ones that you like a lot?
1: Oh, always looking for always the petunias, always the laurel bush yeah. and the other petunias. I, yeah, I just gotta have those every season. So now yeah, I just look for different ideas that are out there, and uh, I like the um, uh, little violas. Um, yeah, yeah, very cute. I, yeah, I really, yeah, they're, they're just tough and provide a lot of color. Yeah, that's usually what I think. To that, and the and the snaps. Always like the snaps.
3: Yeah. Do you? Uh, Dragons. Do you have Laura Bush petunia now?
1: Uh, no, I haven't planted my. Be uh, seeing for me. I've got it coming. It comes up, since oh since you, I mean, I've had it for that long since Bush was governor, and. Yeah. You know, when y'all released it, and it's just reseeds wild. and I just dig up. Oh, good for you! I mean, bother planting. <laughs> yeah,
6: they're... I've got
1: all every every variant color that you can think of, pinks all the way to the dark purples. Oh, yeah. Let it come up yeah. wild, native, and then just move a few around. Leads you, and then some. Some are in spots where it's okay just to leave them. So, yeah, I've got a lot of those. Yeah, I'm like uh, the fragrant. Yeah, I've been right. looking for different ideas for the winter color. And, and sure. there's so many new releases coming out all the time. And the different petunias and that, I can't even keep up with them, you know, so. Yeah.
3: Well, uh, yeah, that a lot How about of you,
1: Gary?
3: <laughs> How about me? How about, yeah, what are your favorites?
1: Yeah. yeah, what would you be your top five?
3: five-top five, blooming annuals?
2: The winter annuals.
3: Winter annuals? Uh, yeah, winter annuals. Pansies at the top, okay. And uh, your violas are in there somewhere, and Uh uh, uh, dianthus are nice.
1: (laughs) Yes, love dianthus
3: uh, in different colors, and it's tough enough to sometimes last for two years. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: The uh, the butterflies seem to like the dianthus. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And they last. uh, They last, yeah. Whatever. But, uh...
4: In fact, Milton and I can't get them out of the containers. No, they take the, they
2: take all the soil with them when yeah. you pull them out.
3: <laughs> like, like a carpet. Yeah, so you have to cut the container off of them, right? Almost. Well, you can cut the container off
4: If, of them. if they're plastic containers, it's that's not impractical sometimes. Yeah. Because, yeah. they, yeah. they, man, they get packed in there.
3: <laughs> but uh, if you trim them back, they would be nice. But, uh... I have to stick with uh, Pansies and Pansies hard to beat. It's hard to beat. Uh, but uh, those are the probably the four or five that I like. Cool.
2: Thanks, Lewis. Thanks for calling in. All right. That'll free up a line at 210 308 8867. 210 308. 8867. Good question. I bet you everybody's got their favorites, and we'd love to hear from you at 210 308 8867.
3: Don't overlook Calvin's article in today's paper. I never do. You got a beautiful picture of it. What is that? Isn't that lovely? I
4: was asking you, did you see any uh, <laughs> um, mistletoe? Oh. See, see any of the parasites in there? There were. Do you see the. The plants in there that were, they are talking about?
3: Yeah, yeah. There, there are some. Mistletoe bit. and uh, balma, right? You see them in there, huh? <laughs>
4: it looks to me like one of my typical brush piles or something.
3: Yeah, that's... Uh, you know, I always make the statement, people say, I got to get rid of that mistletoe. Well, Calvin emphasizes in here that... Uh, You know, a mistletoe is a parasite plant, uh, but uh, it doesn't kill the trees. Most parasites don't kill them. Yeah. But now, this makes my point. Would you rather have a a tree like that, a a mesquite tree that looks like that in the winter, all winter, or would you rather have lots of green mistletoe in there? Mm. where's where my mine? mine right up here? You know yeah. sh- yeah, it's
4: hard to just show describe that your... as lots of green, though. Yeah, yeah, because the mistletoe kind of loses its. It it the, it looks best kind of at that transition between the leaf uh, leaf drop and yeah, and then, but.
3: Uh, I yeah, th- I think I think we ought to do a study on how to spread mistletoe. Yeah. You know. would we, be real If the uh, birds can do it, surely we can do it.
4: Well, I was I was thinking that I've always thought that it's mostly spread by excrement from birds. Yeah. But uh then I've seen a couple of uh sources that said it was more likely to be spread from uh the sticky seed gets on the oh, okay, on the birds, <laughs> mm. and there, it makes it makes it a, a, a little uh, another kind of questionable. It, you know, we talk about this mistletoe is uh, toxic, yeah, but we're talking about the birds seem to love it, yeah, and so that that's a question. That, that's another one that should be answered in that research. Yeah. Is are they actually eating it, or if they aren't, why are they? Uh, spending time and getting it stuck to them yeah Uh, there's a lot of questions there that could be answered
3: well i guess if we went out and uh, collected some seeds when it ripens and then artificially placed it on the limbs that you we wanted it on does that would work should work
4: well it makes Makes me nervous about it. maybe it works as well as the milkweed does, uh, <laughs> which is not very
3: well. <laughs> but uh, anyway, somebody, we ought to give that a try, it, especially if you got a lot of mesquites, and especially if they look like that. Gee.
4: Well, there was, uh, I think. Well, I think one, one paper of Neil's uh, talked about the prime plant that it feeds on is uh they he didn't mention mesquite at all mm. and uh, you know in here in our in our area area here mesquite is is as far as I can tell the one where that's most commonly attacked everywhere.
3: yeah yeah that, you know, uh, unless uh,
4: it's utility wires you know, that's <laughs> that, it also has quite a few yeah mesquite plants on it
3: uh but uh
4: no, I take that back. It has ball moss plants. Yeah, it has no. ball moss on it.
3: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you do a good write up on uh, ball moss. And uh, it said, uh, <laughs> because of its growth pattern on live oaks, crepe myrtles, hackberries, and other crack, on live oaks, crepe myrtles. And that's what I've seen it on, is crepe myrtles. I mean <laughs> uh and they're young. They're young. You know, you'd think that well they won't get in there and spread until the crepe myrtles are a little older. But you remember I did a I did a crepe myrtle study to find out uh,
4: Photographs.
3: yeah, photographs. And I didn't have any trouble getting completely covered Crape myrtles with ball moss.
4: Well, you know, makes it makes some sense in terms of the fact that crepe myrtles reach a, uh, each selection reaches the maximum size. Yeah. And then doesn't go any. Yeah, that's further. right. Where and that's kind of the. <laughs> it's kind of the that's same. A a disadvantage. To the oak, yeah. Yeah, to the oak wilt. Yeah. I mean, the oak pattern in there.
3: Yeah. That's a. I guess that's a disadvantage that the crepe myrtles have with ball moss. That damn ball moss.
2: You don't like ball moss. It's
3: a, it's attacking our little crepe myrtles,
2: <laughs> there's some that were really bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't attacking them, it had won the
3: Yeah, yeah, it won.
2: But uh I don't know, the crepe myrtles don't seem to mind. Well unless it shades. the problem how can is they're not complaining. <laughs> yeah, but if shades out, is that part of the problem? It's not the yeah, it could be. Okay.
3: Because right. uh, they, they, they say the only problem the moss does is shade shade tr- uh, the foliage out. Right,
2: which means it's not. And,
3: and uh, th- that means the tree's not getting nur- nourishment from the leaves. Right. So, uh, but on these small crape myrtles, slow-growing and limited-height crape myrtles, they cover them up. I mean, they literally yeah. cover them. There up. was
2: some in our neighborhood. I don't know. Oh yeah, but that that sort of seemed like it was um, happening more in the past couple years than than I remember seeing before. But.
4: Oh Andy, what's that? I that could be possible because
2: the the air humidity. Oh, oh, it's going to be thicker in the tree, isn't it yeah
4: you, if you rely on moisture from soil, yeah, yeah, you're not getting any of these last few years, or if you rely on moisture from the air, you had high humidity quite often, <laughs> so moss could make a living a good living from yeah there.
3: too bad they're not symbiotic that's that's time I that's something I learned in college a long time ago, wow. wow. And that the crab myrtles could uptake some water moisture from the bawbaws. Then that would help them during four year droughts like we're in. Yeah. I was picking the dry. Yeah, I heard you mention rain. Yeah, so, well,
2: we were we just jumped right in. We did get some rain. How much I, did we get? Do you know? One I point got, four one inches. What is it? Point four one? Well, one point four. Yeah. One point four.
3: Wow. I had a solid one for sure. Wow.
2: Yeah, it was a good rain. Yeah, I did too. And everything is perked up a little bit in the. Uh, yeah. People who have grass, <laughs> it's, it's, it's looking greener and a little lusher. No, that was nice. The have seen saw a that kind coming of a, too. A hint of green
4: come oh. already come back from yeah, uh, and what uh, next? Next week we might. Do we have a chance, or, or is it just yeah, forty cool percent chance? Let me see. Or,
3: but I I, 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 I started to call you, Mountain, because yeah, that seventy percent turned out to be right, <laughs> well <for good>. once, <laughs> but uh, it it tapered off as as you went uh, yeah. west. Oh. But uh, it and got it w- pretty heavy east and uh, south.
2: Oh, good. That's a shame. We need the we need it west because of the aquifer. Yeah. And by noon, noon to two, it was pretty much over, which was a shame. Yeah, it yeah. It was nice to.
3: Well, the, the what what amused me about the aquifer, they said, this is going to bring bring the aquifer up. They forget about four years of drought. There's a lot of dry soil out there oh. that's going to uptake that. The rain came pretty good. I mean, it yeah. it didn't it wasn't much runoff.
4: Well, you don't want to overstate because it is right that our because we had we don't have a big soil reservoir. Yeah, right. It could it can fill up pretty quickly, but 1.41 inches even in our limited soil is not going to fill up that up. No,
3: no, no. Well,
4: and it's, it's more than nine inches behind the, uh, the average rainfall.
2: Oh, yeah. So, where do I go to see what the aquifer is doing? Go cool.
3: well uh, At the, saws? the I watch the weather, and uh man on Channel 12 said that. Yeah, if you, you know, the try, they drive me went crazy on the phone t- sometimes. Five so. tenths. Hmm. <laughs> All right, I'll
2: look on the Edwards aquifer Authority website and see yeah. if it tells me.
3: It's, yeah. It's, but don't expect a lot. Uh, it's nine
4: inches uh, yes. under the average. Yeah.
3: Yeah. All
2: right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Garden in South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The answer. I got
6: Texas in my soul.
2: And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, don't forget, about our friend Warren Remy. He's Spider-Man. He's running the show with a little help from uh, Maryland. Actually, a lot of help from Maryland. Uh, It's Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control, and they've been doing this since 1976. So if you've got bugs, uh, if you've got from roaches to rats to whatever's bugging you in the house, whatever pests, or if you want to make sure you don't get them, uh, a team like uh, Spider Man's will help prevent that. Or termites, don't mess around with termites. Uh, in fact, he said they were getting some termite calls. So uh, if you think you have uh, termites, be sure to check out uh, Spider Man and. Uh, Talk to him and uh, his crew over there and uh, find out what's going on. It's Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Read all the great reviews at their website, gospidermanpest.com, gospidermanpest.com, or call them, 210-656-3721. Your web of protection since 1976. 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. The number to call to be a part of the show. Boy, at the San Antonio Zoo, too. Man, Vitex, 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 and more Vitex.
3: Blooming? Yes. Beautiful. How about your. uh They must have cut them back. Well, I didn't want to ask them. They probably bloomed in the spring. Well, you
4: you know how you tell. How, yeah. if they are not eighteen feet tall? Uh, well,
2: back. these were pretty big, and yeah. it was interesting to see. In some of the uh, enclosures, they just let it go wild, <laughs> and, they, and they were doing good. But the ones that they had kind of managed a little bit better, yeah.
4: were prettier. Well, uh, that, that that's a good uh, pollinator plant too. A good butterfly plant. How mm-hmm. birds love it? And uh, so, but did you see any of your? Um, what what is that plant that has that it
2: tells us it's going to rain? Oh. Esperanza, they were some. No, not Esperanza. It's Sinisa. It's, uh, uh, Sinisa. Sinisa. Yeah. Sinisa. yeah, Sinisa, there were some and they were not blooming. Oh. What? They were not blooming anymore.
3: That's sad. Yeah.
2: So, and we do have, according to uh, weather.gov, the temperatures are incredible. Highs <laughs> in the low 80s. uh, th- uh Gradually getting
3: warmer toward next weekend.
2: Yeah, and then lows in the cold front. The lows are another cold front's coming through next weekend. Okay, low is seventy. Low is fifty-six tonight. Fifty-eight tomorrow. Sixty-six on Monday night. Uh, Tuesday, twenty percent chance of showers, and Tuesday night thirty percent chance of showers. It doesn't tell me how much precipitation. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Gotta get behind it. When does the cool front comes in over the weekend, though? So that yeah,
3: be good for melt burgers. Yeah.
4: And is, is there a, a rain forecast with it? The cold front that's scheduled for this week, the next weekend. Is it what? Is there a cold? Is there a, a rain
3: forecast? Well, like Milton said, about Just, twenty or thirty percent. Oh, not like a seventy percent. But uh <laughs>
4: these guys there somehow these guys look like they're
3: more than twelve <laughs>
2: mm, I don't know, but you uh can go cart them. let's see some idea
3: any, anyway yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you uh if you planted some shrubs and there are trees already, but fall is for planting,
2: mm-hmm, that's what they say
3: uh. An inch and an inch and a half of rain didn't do it. So continue your every couple of days watering the, at the base of those plants that you planted within the within the last two years. Uh, I was reading uh, some what to do uh, tips this week. It says root pruning root prune trees and shrubs that you intend to transplant over the winter. Now, if you've planted trees and shrubs in the within the last two years, uh, I don't think you'd need to do much root pruning. Oh. And, uh...
4: Desert pruning. Huh? Oh, I it, think it, it, it's pruning in, just like in the desert.
3: You know? Yeah, right, yeah. And, uh... But uh, you've decided you want to move a shrub or something that you just put in. I would imagine that you can just pull it up with the root ball still attached, and that hadn't spread roots out into this uh, rock hard soil.
4: So if how how off, what do you think? Three years? If they you think yeah. they, they might make
2: it?
3: Yeah.
4: And then keep it. Keep in mind too. Don't forget that. You got wet wet that soil I, I yeah we keep bringing that up, and then the next thing I know I know somebody will be out there replanting or planting a new tree yeah and it's like you know they're they're into that hard compact yeah. soil with no thought about soaking that soil
3: yeah no thought about the moisture boy what a, yeah,
4: and what a, what a difference that makes for the plant i mean it just gives <laughs> well, you whether it lives or yeah, dies yeah, yeah you give you get a lot of slack if you've uh, soaked the soil in a new a uh, new planting yeah and even one of those replantings
2: yeah so what are the best practices for soaking the soil before planting, or for you dig- what are the best practices for planting a new plant?
4: I fi- I find if you dig the hole, all right, you know you it's always it's always uh, <laughs> no? okay. It's always hard, and you got to make make some uh, adjustments to make the hole large enough. All right, but then you just you just fill that hole
3: with
2: water, and are uh, you real generous? So literally fill it up to the top with water. I would, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and
3: and let it settle overnight probably. Yeah. yeah, or even And then put your put your root ball in there.
2: Oh, let it settle overnight?
3: Yeah. Oh, wow,
2: okay. Well,
4: with a with uh, most of our soils, yeah. You, your water will just keep <laughs> I mean, it's not going to sit there forever and stare at you.
2: Although there are a few soils
3: yeah. that
5: hopefully it will There's some, there's some rock situations that never drain. Yeah. But, uh, All
2: right, so then the next day I'm going to... And
4: you, then you can go ahead and put the root ball in there and but and and yeah.
3: Should I have watered so, the root ball yeah, before no, I put it in? Well, yeah. No, if you got water in there, just put the root ball into the water.
2: Oh, and what if I don't have water in there? And you just put, put water, water in there. Again. Again. Oh, water it again.
3: Yeah. Okay. Because that, you you want to plant a root ball that's... A marsh has plenty of moisture. Pre moistened Milton.
2: Right. The soil, not the root ball. Not the can Yes. It's gonna come in a container. So I can never I can
5: never plant a dry plant.
2: Okay. So I'm I'm doing the the water in the hole, yeah. And the water in the container. Right. Okay, good.
3: <laughs> you uh, know you know I mentioned uh I I'd gotten my uh, son and his girlfriend uh two roses some roses mm-hmm. and uh Uh, Esperanza and uh, a few things like that, Uh, Thrialis, and, of course...
4: That's stuff you're supposed to give to your wife, too. Yeah, I
3: know. But uh, they let them die. What? Yeah. Well, they wilt, severely wilt. So I got two tubs. I got tubs for each one of them and filled about... uh, A third of the way up with uh, with water, and set those plants in there. Oh, wow! They revived and bloomed within three weeks—two to three weeks. Now
2: they're not in the container anymore, are they? Yeah. Oh, they were still in the
3: container. I put the container in the container for water.
2: That's interesting.
3: And to soak it up. Well
4: right. there's a lot of flower roses are really responsive. Zinnias are another thing you can Yeah. They look like they're done for and <laughs> next day the blooms
2: are
3: all shiny again. Yeah. So you gotta have that water available at all times.
2: Hey, speaking of zinnias, how were the how was the event and how were the oh, zinnias?
3: It was good. <laughs> I uh I've put I've posted some pictures uh that would be on plan as maybe tomorrow. Oh, okay. And uh, dedicated it to Calva. And, uh <laughs> what, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't this your
5: birthday? Huh? Wasn't this your birthday? Jeremy's. Jeremy's, Jeremy's birthday. I was going to say, are you going uh, to admit to how old you are?
3: October 1st. Okay, Jeremy's birthday. But uh, it was a beautiful. It was a nice trip. And uh, uh, John Thomas... I found a uh, seat that I uh, that uh, I could sit down, and it was kind of raised above the flowers. Oh, okay. And uh, I could set up my tripod and cameras and take my pictures of the zinnias. Very cool. Which helped a lot. But uh it was interesting. I was talking to John Tallman, and uh, he was... <laughs> He was giving me the tour, and uh, he, said, he said, the only thing that was blooming out there yeah. was zinnias.
2: Oh, okay.
3: And uh, he said, <laughs> he also had some uh, dwarf sunflowers planted. Hmm. And he said, those oh, damn sunflowers only bloom for about uh, five to seven days. Really? Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. dwarfs.
4: Oh yeah, he needs. Yeah. and
3: then they're they're bent over and they're dying, you know. They produce a seed, and so he's sticking with zinnias and increasing his uh, zinnia sales quite a bit, which I, I will link to on this uh-huh. zinnia article.
4: Milton, can you imagine how inspiring that would be? Those beautiful zinnias, and also dedicated to me. <laughs> I yeah, mean, it's no. just so
2: it's so. It's just. Can you believe he did that? Unbelievable. For him? Uh, yeah. would, well, you you may want to look at the article first before you get to it. <laughs> yeah, he's,
4: just, he's would, always got that little look in his face. Yeah,
3: I would call it memorial. Your memorial article, but to get right. Milton says you have to be dead before you do uh, a memorial. How come?
4: How come? I think I automatically think of the uh, the Halloween. Uh, uh, display that they yeah, had about yeah. the seven toe, years with ago, toe dedicated to me, uh. ba- based on uh, death and passing away and, yeah. and zombies.
2: Well, now you're better. You you apparently, after you passed, you skeletonized, and now you're playing the uh, banjo. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the chair. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What am I talking about, Trace?
5: Oh no! I was just
2: going to show no, something bad. No, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I just I was.
5: Uh, but we're a third quarter team anyway.
2: Um, the uh, but well, all, all the decorations and stuff, Millburgers has a lot of fun at Halloween. We do. Yeah.
4: Well, and it's especially fun now that all all those winter uh, annuals, yeah, are in bloom,
2: and and are yeah. are you watching the pumpkin patch too? Or are you? Keeping an eye
6: I, out for I people.
4: I was kind of watching Trace was out there, so I didn't feel the necessity to holler at that little girl that was climbing all over those things. Yeah, okay. She was uh, right next to Trace, so I said, "If Trace is going to let her do that, uh,
3: I guess I guess I." <laughs> I think not I saying. must have been blind. <laughs> <laughs> um, they uh, another t- another tip that they that I have here is. If you intend to develop new garden or landscape beds next spring, next spring, and they currently have grass and weed growing in them, apply a glyphosate herbicide as soon as possible. It won't contaminate the soil, but it must have warm conditions to kill the unwanted vegetation. Also, it must have active growth. so, if you've got that situation, and I always talk about the the gardens uh, at the schools and everything, when they <laughs> when they come back in there from vacation, it's a nightmare. Hmm. Very yeah. few teachers are capable. Uh, they it kills the moment. If so some to speak. some of the
4: janitors do a good job, they used to do a good job. Yeah. Uh, but but the other thing is that which we've been reminded several times follow the label instructions on the um product too. Yeah. So we don't we're not spraying a uh food a food pr- product.
3: No. Well, the neat thing about doing the, doing the, a new garden or a landscape bed now for next spring is there's nothing there yeah. that you need to protect.
4: I worry about Jerry, because he only eats, like, two different vegetables. So no. every, every other vegetable,
2: he doesn't count it as any kind <laughs> no. of... So he eats food kale crime. and
5: rutabaga? <laughs> yeah, he
2: got a kale, oh, yeah. kale and rutabaga salad. Yeah,
3: mm. it's a it's a
2: his a help would just his to shoot up, I mean...
3: <laughs> Did, uh, AJ, you got you got plenty of broccoli out there?
5: You broccoli, I got spinach, <laughs> I got lettuce. Yeah,
3: I... I uh, called the Palo grower flower. artichoke i got some artichokes okay i called the grower last weekend week looking for some for the ranch down south and uh it says oh no we're sold out of broccoli so they sold you know where, you all know all went, a bunch right? of broccoli you know where it went right huh you know where it went yeah i Uh, imagine so i started
5: i got got hollered at by another nursery i I started i started to call you feel good milton i
3: bet (laughs) but uh anyway now's the time to do use it do it and uh i I was kidding them about it wait waiting this late and uh well they were worried about waiting this late to plant broccoli down around uh, uh, Camelton but I said no, this is the best after it cools and we get a little rain this is the best time to plant broccoli
2: We're going to take a little break, get you caught up with the news More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up, 210-308-8867 We'll uh, get your calls and more after this on 930 AM This is The Answer
1: We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 a.m. The Answer.
2: And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. You'll hear the terror train, little red choo-choo coming by. You should be able to hear the bell. Yeah. 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Sixty seven. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. That was interesting about the uh because that was one of the first questions I think I asked uh when uh Mark was here on Sunday was, you know, are people starting to see you know
3: they should be setting.
2: Yeah, that's what that's what uh that's what uh, Calvin said was uh but it sounds like maybe that that the they're getting fruit on the Ruby crush
3: already. Oh yeah. Okay. Well uh interesting that I took some uh, took some uh, tycoons the last of the tycoons <laughs> yeah uh, in, in this market for the fall but I took took some down to the greenhouse in in uh, Hamilton. Mm-hmm. and uh, they were in gallon containers okay and they've got uh, he, they took off in that greenhouse. A copious amount of, of osmocote, and they took off in that greenhouse. And uh, this last week, I checked in to see if they're uh, if they're doing okay. And uh, the grower said, uh, out of 200, they only lost two plants, which is about wow, is, really? is about normal. Uh, yeah. I mean, but it's probably above normal. To lose a few every now and then, but in those gallons, uh, you you increase the odds. And he said he had a fruit uh, a little bit larger than a tennis ball.
2: Ooh! Wow!
3: On those tycoons from right. the gallons.
2: Yeah. What are you experiencing? Are you getting uh, fruit on your tomatoes?
7: Well, Uh-oh.
4: Ruby th- Ruby, crush some. I've been I've been harvesting them myself as I pass through, um, but it, lo- it looks like some of the others are finally setting some fruit. But, yeah, but uh, only ones that are ripening are Ruby Crush.
3: Okay. Did you have 968? N- non- 968?
4: I do, and 968s okay. nine sixty eight, sir.
3: Has it set fruit?
4: It. It's not, no, but it's a big plant blooming. Okay. Uh, but it always always seems like it's slower to start than the Ruby Crush.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's no, uh, in our test, it sure came out a heat setter. Whereas a large cherry red and uh, some of the other cherries, We used to think all cherries were heat setters. Now that was done in temperatures less than 105. So I don't know if anything, any tomato, the heat setter in 105.
4: Yeah, it's all. It's hard to to uh, base any kind of reputation or performance on. <laughs> These extraordinary kind of
3: but uh, the ruby crush must have set in pretty high temperatures in your garden.
4: Yeah, but there. Are, I mean, it's not a lot of fruit, but it's yeah, it's two or three when I go by there the plants. There you go. That's all it's I've got. To plants do. spread all over <laughs> on the ruby crush.
3: But uh, anyway, that, uh it's. They've still got time now. Let's see, this is what a little.
4: Well, I always.
3: uh, I expect them. When
4: the. Always seems like when the weather changes like this, there's such a quick response. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. From people and plants. Yeah, no, (laughs) absolutely. I I was watching the TV, the weather on the TV yesterday, and everybody. On the set was energized. Yeah, because of the cool temperatures, <laughs> they were loving the weather person, and uh, <laughs> they were excited about the going out and being able to eat on the patio and, yeah. and and exercise outside.
2: Well, let's see. Hold on. The current temperature is seventy-one degrees.
3: Oh my goodness.
2: Oh, it's so cold. We
3: almost needed that heater.
2: Yeah, almost.
3: <laughs> the uh, You mentioned uh, Spider Man a while ago. Yeah. And one of the te- tips is inspect house plants that you intend to bring indoors closely for any signs of insect or mite pests. That's
2: a good idea i would some I wouldn't have thought of it you're so eager to get them inside because you've yeah you've waited to the last minute, uh-huh. you
3: if you find any treat while they're still outside, unless you like that beautiful fragrance of uh <laughs> malathion or yeah. uh, i wonder, I wonder what, if you if you treat it with orthin, you'd probably kill the roaches and spiders and everything else in the house if you treat it in the house. How hard to find
4: orthing. You got any secret? wonder,
3: wonder why Spider-Man never uses orthing. Uh, no. I think they've got a sweet-smelling orthing.
2: Really? Do you think
3: that, huh? I think so. Really? Have you ever heard of that, Cal? Uh-uh. It's, it, it's not as bad as it used to be. <laughs> but anyway. Uh,
4: now, I've. you know, you talk about uh, spider mites. I've got... All of the—I don't have any spider mites on the uh, nine tomato plants that are down in the lower part of the yard yeah. conti- in those uh, half whiskey bill containers, yeah. plastic ones. Uh, I've got spider mites on all of the all of the tomatoes that are left. I've been pulling them yeah. uh, up up there in the regular vegetable uh, okay. garden. Good. <laughs> so that's a, it's kind of just. Kind of disturbing, but I, again, I don't want to uh, contaminate do, the young ones. To, yeah, and well, I don't. You don't want to associate uh, too much. You don't want to say, well, they'll never be able to grow tomatoes there without spider mites. Yeah, so they, with because uh, the 105 degrees might
3: be part yeah. of it. Yeah, they're doubling their population oh, every three days.
4: Also, what you kept reminding me of. Uh, and uh, Milton, the the wildflowers, those when you have those the
3: wildflowers,
4: the what? Why, no, the wildflowers oh, and all, yeah. all the weeds and and brush and everything yeah. that uh, hmm. the purple martins didn't like it and the, oh really? And the spider mites, uh, they do li- they do <laughs> like having that seemed seemed to like huh. having that thick plant growth Oof. base. Yeah. So oh.
2: if I let though that my little meadow go to seed, when would I start seeing? Um, you might even sprouts. see
3: them after this rain. Uh, really? Uh, well, uh, you'll see very small plants coming up after we get significant rain. Okay, that wasn't significant. That wasn't rain. significant enough no. to get them to. It's it's uh, they, uh it rained. We appreciate an inch and a half. But then, what happened to the weather? The humidity went extremely low, which is, feels good to us. Mm-hmm. But what does it do to water? Causes it to evaporate faster.
2: Oh, oh! I didn't so, think about that. Yeah, <laughs>
3: we we think about how we feel, don't we, man?
2: Yeah, <laughs> but, that anyway, anyway, but that, anyway, that it, makes perfect sense. <laughs> Um, anyway, so you yes.
3: you need to keep keep uh, watering on your water day mm-hmm. until we get uh, a significant period of rain. And we're if you look at the drought monitors, we're still in severe drought. Okay. I'm sorry to tell people
2: that. Oh, maybe we can. Get He's some, such an optimistic soul. Oh. <laughs> Bud is on the line at 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. Hey there, Bud. What's
7: going on? Well, I have some questions <coughs> about. Right. Uh,
2: we have some answers left, so uh, hopefully they'll match. Very few.
7: Uh,
3: oxblood Lilies. Yeah. They haven't come up yet.
2: Mine have. Have, oh, they? have they really? After the rain?
4: <laughs> yeah, the uh, <laughs> the the beds that are in in the uh, center squares have come up. The uh, long line around the south side of the
2: property has not come up yeah. yet. Yeah. Huh. But,
7: but well, I've, uh, I've got I've got a bunch of them coming up.
2: <laughs> oh, how exciting! I don't Uh-oh. have any coming up.
7: One, one, one of my questions, I want to be sure that that's really what they are. Uh, they come up, their stem, some of them have a stem already probably six inches.
3: Oh, yeah, that's it. The, uh,
7: the stem is uh, reddish brown. Red. It, What's the flower? Uh, does, does, does that sound right?
4: What's the flower?
7: Well, it hasn't flowered yet, I don't think. Right? No, have, oh, no, they no almost it almost immediately has flowers. Uh, it hasn't opened, but uh, I can see uh, you know the first two leaves they're still stuck together. Yeah. But they well actually most of those uh, they have white and pink tint. Hmm. Part 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 of it looks white what? you look at uh, the other part and uh, you can see that you know that there is some kind of reddish.
1: <clears throat> I don't,
7: so I I don't know if, when they open. I don't know if they will be white or red.
4: You know what and rain you lilies aren't. Plant you planted ox blood real lilies, right? You know what rain lilies are?
7: Uh, yeah, yeah. I I, I uh, have had those it's, also.
4: It's not rain lilies, is it?
7: No, Cause no. They Because they, uh,
4: they're, they're blooming too. Yeah. Uh, no, but sounds like that, it were
2: it must be
3: how much rain did you get out there uh, inch and a half An inch and a half oh yeah. wow yeah
2: so when would you uh calvin expect them to finally bloom well Pretty right, soon right, uh, you right
3: said, yeah right soon When going to get uh, 12 inches of but, in, inches.
4: but it'll be uh it, again we have to cite that dry soil and long. And the heat, yeah. Now those be- those beds, beds that are sheltered in a little shade, I suspect will bloom faster than the ones that were baked
3: in that yeah. full sun. <laughs> Might be. But you uh, just have to wait and see, Bud.
7: Yeah. Now I, I have never planted any kind of lilies. Oh, okay. Well, uh. I
3: I don't. I don't I don't recall looking at the stem that close. I thought it was all green.
7: No, these are uh, brownish red or reddish brown. Okay.
3: What well, kind of demarked the one that are different colors, stems.
7: Yeah, no, I think maybe last week uh, there was also some talk about uh, oxblood lilies. There was. And... Uh, I went ahead and dug some of these up. Where <coughs> I
3: mean, they, they 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 they
7: they just showed up out of the blue. <laughs> I, went, I went and dug some up, and at the uh, it turns out that down at the bottom it's kind of like an onion bulb.
3: Yeah, it's usually black.
7: Uh, well, yeah, these are really dark. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure that they're black, but they really are dark. Okay. And they have uh a number of white roots coming out of the bulb.
3: Yeah. That's some kind of lily, but uh did you notice there's a structure beneath the bulbs, attached to the bulb, uh looks like it's going deeper in the soil than uh than the bulb?
7: No, I didn't notice anything like that.
3: Okay, usually after they're a certain age, bub, it'll have a little off, a little, I don't know whether it's called a, I don't know the structure name, but it looks like a a root going deeper than the original bub. And so when you pull it, when you harvest them, you leave that in there, whether you want to or not. And uh, that'll regenerate uh, an oxblood lily bulb.
7: Regenerate what?
3: The oxblood yeah. yep. lily bulb.
7: Yep. Another bulb? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd be a
4: yeah.
2: Once
3: they're
4: planted, it's, a, it's, hard, it's hard to get rid of them. Rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll why look. anybody would want to get rid of uh, them? That's, <laughs> you know, I like them. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Take her easy, bud.
2: Okay. Thank you much. All 210-308-8867. Right, Do you sell the bulbs for least? N- n- no. I, w-
5: I wish, but okay. uh, the last time I even checked it, they were very expensive. Yeah, they are. But I but? got a new bulb what? slash flag. Um, so we got our our flags in. So oh, a, good. The German iris. Uh, and these are all re-bloomers. Oh. So, w- talking to David, David says it's a spring and a fall bloom. Huh. Oh. So normally bearded iris don't do that, Milton. No, no it's, a, it. it's a one-time show every yeah. year. Yeah,
2: it's interesting that they'll bloom twice.
5: And there's about five or six different colors in there. Okay, but all of them are uh, said to be rebloomers.
2: That's interesting. Right, so what should folks look for?
5: Uh, I only have them. <laughs> I only have rebloomers this year. I, I wanted to try something different. There you and go. if you get a, a, an iris to bloom more than once, that's pretty good.
2: Oh yeah. no, no, I mean, but what are, what are they looking for when they come in? They well,
5: it's in the bulb seed slash seed room. A, is
2: it a special kind of iris? Is it just any?
5: Uh, well, all of, all the iris that we have are okay. going to be the the rebloomers. Okay, I didn't buy any that weren't.
2: Okay, oh.
3: and they come in different colors, right? Yeah, it's like five colors, six colors. Wow. Okay. That'd be fun to try.
2: Yeah, it sounds like it.
3: That's that's one of the. You know, I told you the first flower I ever picked as a child was a daffodil. All
2: right.
3: And uh, the second was that iris. Hm. That uh, big iris, which I, we call them flags. And uh, they're quite, quite, quite. Uh, prevalent in the southeastern United States. But uh, I've, I've, I've watched some Irish beds uh, during this drought. It's going to be interesting to see if they come back. But I mean, they dried out big time. Because nobody but watered their heart. I'm
4: reorganizing mine. I'm moving all my, to a central area. And then I'm going to have a Bed that's exclusively cemetery iris. Hmm. Oh, good. To see. Uh I'm a little worried about that deer proofing though. But well, I'll see how. you got them
3: inside the fence, don't you?
4: Well, one the 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 one the large ones were those most of those that I got from uh, Dorothy. Oh, okay. I'm gonna plant inside the fence. Okay. But I'm gonna put all all the cemetery iris. I'm gonna move outside the fence because I've had. One bed that the deer haven't bothered at all. Yeah. And that that was Cemetery Iris. Okay. So I'm thinking that that I can expand that bed uh, with Cemetery Iris and yeah. do all right with the deer.
3: Yeah.
5: I think right. so. I think these are Milton-proof, too. Whoa. Okay. Got to check them out now.
2: <laughs> hey, we're going to take a quick break. Get you uh, to call in. 210-308-8867. 210 210- 308 67 The number to call in. We've got more of Milburgers Gardening South, Texas coming up live from Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery 1604 and Bull-40 Road. Come visit us in person. Enjoy all the things that are happening here at the nursery. And we'll be right back right after this on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer this cool weather is uh, going to make you want to go out there and do some projects in the yard. Uh, and absolutely, you should do that. But before you do that, our friends at CPS want, to rem- want you to remember that before you dig, for any project, landscaping, sprinkler system install, whatever it is, call 811-811 or go online to texas811.org to have underground utilities marked. It's a free service and it's the law. All right, so you can uh go green, call 811 or texas. um texas811.org. Texas law requires everyone to contact Texas 811 at least 2 working days before digging and doing any type of ground disturbances. Keep in mind that violations could result in fines, and once utility markers are in place, you'll be able to see where it's safe to dig. No one likes surprises that you're not counting on broken utility lines in that project plan. So before you grab your shovel, grab your phone and contact 811. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Sixty-seven—the number to call to be a part of the show. We'd love to talk with you about what's going on in your gardening world. Uh, I want James to call us because he was the one that was having the oxblood lily questions. So it'd be interesting to see if a if he got rain and b if he got the, if the lilies came up because he was having a tough time with them. All right. Yeah. Uh,
3: I don't if if he, if the bed is been dry all this time, an inch and a half is not going to bring oxbutt. No, it's up. not? No. But the interesting thing about aqua lilies, I've never been able to water them up. Yeah. You know, just put the water... Yeah, but it uh, always has to be after a rain. After
2: a rain. Yeah, you mentioned that. and
3: I don't know why. <laughs>
2: but I noticed that too on the uh, rain lilies. Yeah, yeah. That there are homes that water... On their watering day, that hand water and water yeah. and water and water, and nothing happens. And we get a little rain. And <laughs>
1: boop, 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 boop.
2: Yeah. So it must be something in the rainwater.
3: I don't know whether it's uh, deeper, oh. it has to be a soak in deeper, or what, what to do.
2: Now, I don't know if this is why. If this is the right James or not, but James is on the line at 210 308 8867. Is this Oxblood Lily, James?
6: Yeah, it is. I actually was calling in and and speaking to the the phone screener when I heard you mention my name. But I was calling about something else, but my oxblood lilies are not up yet. I didn't check Uh. in the front, but in the back, uh, not. and I got a little over an inch of rain this week. So I'm hoping this week coming up, I'll see some blooms open.
3: Okay. Yeah, me too.
4: Keep the faith. Mine came up before the rain. Oh, what?
6: Wow,
4: so what uh, the hay but, it, uh, <laughs> but I mean it was uh, they're they're in my citrus beds, so they're getting they're getting some water, yeah um, hey. but uh, you know it's not it's not as much as I'd like like them to have, but uh, and they're the red ox in it, yeah, okay, yeah, they same the same same came from the same batch that oh, that
2: James brought up, yeah, oh mm-hmm. okay, okay, huh.
6: Good. I just, I'm just anxious for mine to bloom. I purchased eight more from a lady in East Texas, Caldwell, I think, and uh, I got them about a month ago. I hadn't planned them, been waiting for it to cool off, and now we got a little bit of moisture. I think I'm going plan uh, yeah. to plant them Monday. Monday. Go ahead and plant them.
4: Yeah, get them. Yeah, they're them.
6: they're big. They're big, healthy bulbs. Yeah, I'm get them in the ground Monday, I believe. My opportunity. What I was calling, my wife this morning. It always starts in what we need to do, and by we, not y'all and me, but <laughs> when she says we, that's what I need to do for her. <laughs> so yeah. she says what, what we need to do is when she was a girl, uh, she would plant uh, what she called them, bunching onions. Yeah. So I need a, I need a quick uh, lesson on how, well, number one, where do I get them? Uh, I was reading online. They said they're like a Welsh onion, and I don't know if they'll grow well here. She said she had good luck with them. I mean, that was 40, 50 years ago. So, what's your thought on bunching onions? I want to try to grow some in a container. If I yeah, can find uh,
3: them. they do are right in a container. Uh, you want to fertilize them pretty good. With, is that the same thing as we call
4: winter winterizer onions, or
3: uh, we just call them bunching? Uh, bunching? they're soul is bunching onions. Huh. Uh, I don't think. Uh, I'm pretty sure that whilst uh, Dixondale doesn't sell bunching onions but I, yeah, could I, wrong, I could be i could be wrong by that but i yeah. imagine you can get them out of uh some of these uh mail order places
6: okay i look that, around on the internet but that's nothing that mill would carry this time of year no or, no,
3: no 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 uh but uh, uh the uh be- Malcolm Beck used to grow all that stuff, but uh, he he gave me a, I think it, I uh, they seem to remember it was a bunching shallot. Multiplier onion. Yeah, multiplier onion.
4: Multiplier.
3: And uh, seemed like it was a multiplier shallot. Huh.
2: Uh,
3: that's been years ago, but uh, yeah, he, he I told I told Malcolm when he gave me those, I said that. Malcolm, uh, my family doesn't not like uh, strong onions or strong uh, strong strong taste in shallots, and he said, "Oh, this one's not," you know, it's kind of <laughs> like the bat manure doesn't. Mm-hmm. Stink. And so I took them and planted them, and sure enough, they multiplied, but the family wouldn't eat them. Uh oh. So they they really grew, take off took off growing then. When they realized they weren't going to be eaten, and so I wrote, I wrote or them down. I said I'll get rid of these things. And I they just, came up all Oh, all. all over the garden, all over the garden.
4: I was trying to. I'm trying to remember. I had them for a long time, and they were very successful. Didn't need very many. You're right. Oh, yeah. Strong. But then I'm trying to remember when they disappeared. I guess guess when I. Um, maybe move some
3: yeah different beds or you something. had to pull them up and oh they're hard to dry out too yeah but uh the right. way i got rid of mine <laughs> eventually was i'd pull them up and sell them at i, I give them away at garden meetings and uh <laughs> and just people thought they were getting something free but uh they're, they're they're very productive and some people like a, a pungent onion yeah. like that well
4: I liked a little bit of a taste yeah. it just take yeah. a lot less especially in a, in a recipe they're pretty good
3: yeah but uh, as far as where to buy them or get them uh, I'm at a loss uh I'd say some out of the mail order catalogs or or can, the on on site on on the online situation. Just look okay. look, look, up, uh, do a search for uh, uh, multiplier onions or onions like that. And I guarantee you, with with the information that you get, will also be information about people that sell them.
6: Okay, do you know, because um, I know uh, like our ten-fifteens and everything, Need to be planted at certain times. Yeah. Timing is critical. So on the bunching onions, do you know when the ideal time is to plant them? Is uh, it fall yeah. or is it spring? Uh, well, I
3: think
4: I had trouble with them in the heat, yeah. so I was thinking this this is the yeah, t- yeah. this is the time you plant them
3: for for most bulb crops. So okay. uh, pl- plant them as soon as you get them. When will okay, we start getting ahead. onions
2: in, Trace? I'll, yeah.
5: Depends on the weather. Second week of November third week in November. Oh, okay.
2: Well, and we don't. Do we get bunching the, the multipliers? Mm, no.
5: No, but for some reason I think I ordered some from somebody. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> so we may have them, James.
5: Okay. We'll,
6: it, we'll let you know November, if
3: we have them.
5: Yeah. In November.
6: Yeah. In November. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah.
6: Okay. If I can't find any before, then I'll, I'll call. You know, after the first of the month.
3: Okay. Good I'll, deal.
6: I'll, I'll wait till Trey says he's got the onion, and I guess okay I do
5: I do remember for sure I ordered some garlic from somebody too mm. so I should have garlic <laughs> I didn't have it last year oh yeah. okay so one of the suppliers stopped doing some <laughs> of the bulbs that they no- we normally bring you in know, and, you know where they
2: your wife said that you should that we should have uh, garlic James
6: no <laughs> no, no um, I've tried to grow garlic it's probably from what I hear it's one of the easiest things to grow I've not been able to grow it uh the I've only tried a couple of times in containers, and it just seems like I must be over because the bulbs just, I guess, rot away on me.
5: So when, yeah. when do you plant?
6: Uh, October.
5: Okay. Well, that's right. So uh, it does require cold to even multiply. So right. uh, I think the pot's not necessarily a bad idea because it, it gets uh, colder in a pot than it does in the ground.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you,
4: you know where I've seen them for sale sometimes uh, is at the... Uh, Men's Garden Club. Yeah, yeah. At the t- the table
5: where they have the
4: <laughs> giveaways and yeah. for sale.
5: I remember seeing them at the Al Shrine thing. Oh um, yeah, that's
4: that's true too.
6: a plant oh, swap festival. Yeah, festival flowers plant swap.
5: Yeah. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah,
6: yeah. is that uh, the multiplying onions or the garlic you're referring to? The Multiplier. The onion. multiplying.
3: Oh Elephant, wow. elephant okay. garlic probably. They call it elephant garlic. That's what Beck used to grow. you know okay. I've, I've, told, I've told the story that Beck was going to going to uh, be a commercial grower of elephant garlic, the big big, big cloves. And uh, we, we always wondered why there were no commercial garlic growers in this area with a winter garden. And uh, the, the answer is, uh, you've got to plant from cloves. You can't direct seed them. And uh, you've got to save the cloves from year to year. And what will happen is you, you start increasing your numbers. I, Beck used to have all these sheds filled up with uh, ele- elephant garlic bugs. to overwinter. They won't freeze but they'll rot and then you get on one of those rainy springs, I think we used to have a rainy spring. I think so. When the garlic is ready is ready to harvest and it rains on it, it rots. Mm. So you save, you save up cloves, that's the little sets that you plant. You save up cloves for, I saw Beck save them up for 15, 20 years. Wow. And then lost them all one year. Yeah. So that's why we don't do color. All right. Now, for the last four years, if you had a bunch of car to glow, you're in good shape. No rain, dry as hell. Any other problems with them?
2: Do squirrels like them? No, no. no. Okay. Thanks, James.
3: Thank you. (laughs)
2: Good luck. It sounds like you've got a good project ahead of you. (laughs) All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Trace, we had a question a while back um, at the beginning of the show, and you can jump in. He wanted a suggestion for, uh, he made a top five, top five winter annuals uh, for color. You got, you, what are your favorites? Cyclamen. Okay. Calvin brought that up, believe it or not.
5: Snaps, pansies, violas, and stock.
2: Okay. I think we got all what of them. What was that last one? Stock. stock. Oh, yeah. Calvin had sweet peas in there. What else did we have? Do you remember? Petunias. A I think you had petunias. I and, had uh, I, I Pansies. Back. Yeah. So.
4: Palladiums. Oh, no, not caladium. But the, uh, ones that start with C, cyclamen. cyclamen no, but there was also the the ones that are the uh, the, the little ones. You no, know, the ones that have either gold or yellow daisy like. Oh,
3: did Johnny Jump up uh, those sides? Cala- caladiums. Oh, caladium. Okay.
4: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're not. They're nice. Uh, uh, nice cut flowers. No. Yeah. Okay.
3: Also, uh, we're talking about uh, winter color annuals, and very few of us think about fertilizing them after we plant them. All of these plants that you see out here mm-hmm. are fertilized every time they water uh, at the growers. So, uh, if you most people just plant them out there and expect them to. Keep doing their thing, but if you really want to get your money's worth out of uh, winter color annuals, you need a water-soluble, high-nitrogen food, and repeat it weekly until frost. Now, my question to uh, to uh, Trace is, uh, I know you're out of Rapid Grow, right? uh twenty uh, years now uh, <laughs> maybe longer <laughs> thank you trace uh but we got miracle grow yes, miracle grow makes a
5: uh, blooming ratio
3: yeah mm. are, are there any acid? other uh water soluble fertilizer do you have it? you bet there used to be one called Peters, yeah, but we're talking high phosphorus right well, it's Peters
5: twenty 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 right. So I have twenty twenty twenty, 20 and it is Peter's, but if we're talking blooming plants, uh, and we're talking, uh, in my mind, Super Bloom, BR-61, and Bloom Booster.
4: What about mere acid?
5: We have that, but that's a 30 so it's
3: high nitrogen. Oh. I wonder if there's been any tests to show that... There's a difference in their growth between a, a high nitrogen and a, I guarantee some, a you phosphorus. Some, I guarantee over the years some Aggie did that for their <laughs> final thing. <laughs> you know, a, a plant a plant needs phosphorus to bloom, but it doesn't need tons of it. It only needs a certain amount of to grow. Keep the plant bloom or growing and blooming, and most water soluble fertilizers have some available phosphorus in the, in the. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see if those if they ran those side by side, if it would increase the bloom. Right. Mm-hmm. Scientifically, phosphorus is for bloom but uh not not over over oh, okay. Barnes of doesn't
4: fish. doesn't translate to
2: the next day blooming huh
3: yeah yeah hey we're going to
2: take a quick break and uh, come back in a moment 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 we have more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 9:30 a.m. the answer Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m., The Answer. Don't forget, with the weather the way it is, I mean, it's cooler, but you still want to make sure that you're watering that uh, newly planted tree or um, that uh, established shrub or tree, and the tree hugger sprinkler is a great tool to do that. Uh, On your watering day, you want to take this uh, hard plastic, hard green plastic sprinkler, comes in 7, 11, and 15 inch. And it's got a hinge on it. So you want to take it, you want to open it up. Uh, you want to close it or hug it around the tree. Uh, you want to turn it on just a little bit so it waters the root ball. It's just, Thank you. Oh, you. oh, dear. And then you want to. Sounds uh, kind of like diarrhea. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 that's personal to some of us here. Uh, <laughs> or you want to turn it on a lot. And uh, that way. It, there we go. Okay, your, your tree hugger may sound a little different. Okay, thank you. And then um, <laughs> that, that'll water it to the drip line and uh, a little further from that root ball. But it does a great job of uh, doing it efficiently and effectively. That's why you want to check it out here at Millburgers or HEB or online at treehuggersprinklers.com. That's treehuggersprinklers.com. Check it out. It's a great tool to have. You'll use it year after year. I used my Monday again, like I promised on the. Did you ever uh,
3: get a timer on the lawn? No,
2: I need to get a timer. But I did not.
3: Maybe you can remember. You got such a young mind.
2: I don't know anymore, but anyway. (laughs) But yeah, it helped the, the grass, which was looking a little crunchy and kind of. Yeah. It perked right up uh, on Tuesday, and then we of course got the rain on Thursday. So we're in a, we're we're okay. Good. 210 8867 210 308 67
3: I was going to ask Trace. Okay. you still what coming. What was the, uh, what is the cheapest right there. water-soluble fertilizer that he has that you can buy, maybe in large containers, about 40-pound bags, something like right. that, to do that, uh, winter cover color uh, annual thing
2: Jerry wants to ask you a question about cheap fertilizer <laughs>
3: cheap
2: what? fertilizer
3: <laughs> what is the what is the cheapest water soluble fertilizer that you have for by, by
5: weight is going to be any of the miracle Grow products
3: a miracle Grow is cheapest by weight yeah okay Huh? As much as they advertise, I, I figured they'd be amongst the highs. Well,
5: unless you want to buy a 20-pound bag, then it probably gets a little cheaper to go in with the uh, Peters 2020, 2020. Oh, okay, okay. That's what but they're. The average person's not going to buy a 20-pound bag.
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay. That
5: that's a, that's the size we use for our injection machine. Store, oh, okay. Yeah. Use. That makes
3: my, that, uh, that's
4: for That's a good, my good size, too, you can... Or using yeah. making uh, yeah in the garbage can size. Uh huh. Well, you don't you know you can make a lot of uh,
3: yeah uh, solutions. And especially that if you much. got an injector. You know we talk about well Calvin proved this with uh, citrus. You know we talk about uh, my as Osmocote Plus and that slow release over four or five months maybe six months. And, uh, but then they, when, when they're growing poinsettias and things like that, they also use a water-soluble fertilizer. And it uh, gets, a, gets a significant growth spurt from that. And uh, I, I was talking to a scientist about this, and he said, well, what happened is when you water... That water soluble fertilizer, I mean that uh, slow release fertilizer like uh, Otmico, uh releases some nutrients. But then, as the soil dries, the nutrients kind of locks them up again. They stop working. And so, if you give, if you fertilize them in the water with a slow release fertilizer, well, I mean with a Water soluble fertilizer; they never miss the fertilization, and it makes a significant difference. I think uh, Dr. Whitcomb, up in uh, Oklahoma, figured that out, and uh, because they saw a significant increase in in all plant growth that uh, resulted by using a uh, water soluble fertilizer yeah. along was- with the uh, and that's what you did. Uh, Didn't seem like
4: a lot of nutrient, but the nutrient that you put in there was, yeah, utilized, right? Translated into gr- green and yeah. blooms.
3: Well, so that's something you might you. You might want to try. Uh, for your winter color plants. Uh, so, did you say you
4: had? Speaking of winter color, did you say you had some of that uh, those
5: uh, shade-loving plants? Next week. Oh, next week. Not I right know. now. Next Thursday or Friday, fresh out of Colorado. Hmm. <laughs> kind of like my last batch of pumpkins. Oh, I they came. Them, I had to get them out of Colorado.
2: What, did what is Did you say you got some more hay?
5: I did get some more what hay. What day did they no. come in? Uh, <laughs> my day off, so Thursday.
2: Uh-huh. See? There's something about
5: that hay and rain. something about it. It's uh, pl- uh,
4: plumeria coming in. What's another name for plumeria? Uh,
5: some people call it sushi.
4: No, oh, I mean what is what is that shade loving uh, primrose? Primrose. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, will that be in about the same time?
5: Uh, exact same truck. So okay, within thirty seconds of each other, I'm sure.
4: Okay. <laughs> So those are yeah, those are pretty spectacular. If you've never used those, they're they're really spectacular in the shade uh, winter garden.
3: Yeah, I bet it didn't get hot in uh, Colorado <laughs> this summer, did it? I think it got hot everywhere. Yeah, it got hot everywhere too. <laughs> you you remember we were growing our columbines? Uh, for years in Colorado, and getting them sent back to us, and one year, well, two years in a row, they uh, they had a, I guess a heat wave in the winter, so the Columbine didn't get uh, stratified, yes, stratified, so uh, <laughs> they didn't bloom for us. And they did that two or three years in a row, and uh, that took them off the market, because people, th- nurses yeah, threw I can away understand thousands. that. They
4: wanted it to have a
3: bloom? Yeah, yeah. People th- threw away thousands of those things. Hmm. And uh, so... You can't beat that weather. You know, the weather pays a lot of no. successful you're going to Well, be.
2: you have to admit today has been a pretty, pretty spectacular. Oh, day. Yeah. yeah, it's a great day. Nice and sunny, cool temperatures. Let me see if I can get the uh the temperature out there from weather.gov.
3: Yeah, one thing about uh, when you're inspecting those house plants, especially uh hibiscus, the uh, tropical hibiscus and uh, on citrus and things like that, if you see a clump of white fuzz on on branches, singular branches, immediately cut that branch off and dispose of it. That's mealybugs. You can spray it from dusk to dawn, and you're not going to kill those mealybugs. Because they got a a waxy coating on. So uh, when you're inspecting your house, but also if you if you see a bunch of uh, little flies, like, and they're white and flying around, flying up your nose when you shake your plant, yeah, that's white flies.
2: Okay, that's bad.
3: You know, you know when when they take a, take their wings off. You know what they call
2: <laughs>
3: white walks.
2: White walks. Uh-huh. uh
3: yeah. But uh, if you, unless you really have a lovely plant, uh, a sentimental plant, and you have one that's covered, got infested, infested with white flies. Yeah. Best thing to do is discard it. Don't put it in there with the ones that are not infested, oh, okay. Uh When you bring it inside, but they're hard—they're hard to control. The whiteflies are. But when you when they lay eggs, you got four generations on each leaf
2: yeah. of whitefly. Well, I know that. I've heard. Y'all talk about like people who have maybe brought in something that happened and it's like uh uh-uh get it out of here
5: (laughs) we have to watch for it even from the growing operation, especially Especially when the farmers are harvesting cotton Oh, because they'll go in and spray the crop with i think roundup or glyphosate to kill the plants off so they can go in and harvest the cotton and all the white fly that are on there doesn't bother them while they're growing the cotton but uh, they got to find some place to live. Yeah. <laughs> so they they f- they go in the wind. How,
2: how big are they?
5: They're tiny, well, but they they're t- they're they can small. they can float in the wind for miles oh, and okay. miles and
3: miles. But they uh, <laughs> you know there's a there's a law uh, <laughs> that uh, cotton and okra and things like that have to be uh, cut. Be removed by a certain date uh, so that those white flies can't uh, overwinter and the boll weevils the boll weevils, boll weevils can't either so and that's that's the way they kind of control the boll weevil a little hmm. bit but anyway white flies are in the same situation they come they come to you <laughs>
2: Can you do anything about them? Or you, no. No, that's what I thought you said, yeah.
3: Yeah,
5: throw them away. Throw the plants yeah. away. Yeah. Sometimes that's the best
3: answer. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's our safest answer. Uh, very, very. No, in, no insecticide that I know of will kill, will eliminate white flies. We tried everything in the greenhouse because you can eliminate the flies, the ones that are flying. They're easy to kill. You can kill them yeah. with a spray of water. But there's those three generations of young ones waiting on the bottom to hatch mm. out in the next three days. And so you're back into the yeah. cycle again.
4: They have not passed. No. Nope.
2: Yeah. No, okay. Uh, That's the only <laughs> thing he talks about who has not passed. All right, 210-308-8867. But just about a couple minutes left, so you might want to hang on and get that call. Call us first thing tomorrow uh, before we start at noon, so you're one of the first callers and to get that question in. Um, let's see. What else should we talk about now with just a couple minutes left? You got something? or well, Maybe,
3: maybe uh, brown patch, the fungus disease, may be showing up to some people that's taking care of the yard and watering it too much. They're now calling brown patch Large patch, large,
4: large patch. No, we can mention real quick what, <laughs> uh, what we got. The uh, stocks, we got. Uh, yeah, three or four different types of snapdragons here, yeah.
5: and uh, of course the
4: petunias,
5: ornamental cabbage, kale, lots oh. of veggies and herbs. Yeah, all the veggies you need. Dianthus. Yeah cyclamen and primrose to come probably thursday or friday
2: that's exciting calvin's going to be wheeling baskets around on saturday
5: yeah he'll we'll, get here uh, early
2: what's that he'll get here early. yeah he will get here early um uh, <laughs> any uh, exciting herbs anything in the herb department well
5: we tried that new vendor so uh it's still an experiment so there were okay. several new varieties of things uh, i think there's still some of the purple cauliflower out there
2: oh Okay. I bet
3: that catnip's is out there somewhere.
2: I heard a thing talking about the, the cauliflower <laughs> that the darker the vegetable, the better it is for you, the, the darker the color. So. Sounds, sounds great. Sounds interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to wrap up for today. Thank you, Trace. and uh, Thank you, Docs, for doing a great job. Thanks for our callers that called in and uh, contributed to the show. Uh, think about your gardening question and call us tomorrow. I'm Milton Glick. On behalf of everybody here at Millburgers and the Docs, Uh, Thanks for being a part of the show. Thanks to Al. See you tomorrow on 930 AM, The Answer.